for joining us again here on another great edition of Talking Takes. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Uh, it's SEC Championship Week. Our Tigers are in it. Uh, they're going to be playing Georgia this Saturday, regardless of what just happened uh, in College Station, because um, LSU lost to AM 38-23. Ooh, I guess we got to talk about that, too. Um, pretty underwhelming, to say the least, but in all honesty, I, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it would have affected the Tigers much. Maybe. Depends, you know, if they'd have won that game handily and then also beat Georgia in the SEC title game, but only one of the things, only, only one of those things is possible now. Um, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I did. Did a lot of chilling at home. Went out just uh, me, Trace, and Lana just doing stuff around town. Didn't really see anyone. It was the first time in a long time we had like a very pared down Thanksgiving. It was nice for what it was. Watched a lot of football. Yeah. Happy to talk about that with you guys. But um, yeah, how was uh, how, how's your Thanksgiving? Hey, it was a good, good Thanksgiving. Good to be with you. Um, I mean, you know, everything everything was pretty good. Like you said, a great weekend of football, except for the LSU game. Although um, I have a weirdly, and I think we'll talk about it, but I, I have a weirdly Zen feeling about this loss. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm, I don't know. I just don't really feel anything. I'm somewhat numb. Dana, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I had a good Thanksgiving. Maybe you're numb from all the food. You're kind of weighed down, but I had a, a what's that a supposed good- to mean? <laughs> I don't know. You, people talk about like the turkey, like causes you to fall asleep or something. Oh like, after yeah, you, after you eat. But yeah, I had a good week. I you were uh, saying I was looking large. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't you can't see the weight through the microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a good week. Lots of food, family, football. Uh, that was all uh, very fun to to take in. And yeah, happy to be here with y'all. Would have been nice to to ride yet another LSU win, but I guess you can't get them all. Uh, unfortunately, it comes at the hands of one of our. Uh, bitterest opponents although now we have the opportunity to do to play a spoiler to georgia possibly um instead of our own quest for the national championship which seems a bit lofty uh, at this point um but yeah the season's not over yet and so we're we're still here to to break all that down for you today yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that the uh the the title game and seeing lofty it's like if at the beginning of the year if you said do you think LSU will play for a title game I probably would have laughed and said <laughs> dude we're happy if we if we break the over on, on like seven or eight wins yeah uh, I mean we did that I, I, I'm I'm kind of with you Tommy I'm I'm a little zen about this championship game I'm not zen about the AM game uh it it bothered me because they were literally the worst team in the SEC they only had one win going into this game. Meanwhile, we were West Division champions. We beat, well, we didn't beat Tennessee, but we beat everybody else in front of us. Uh, and, you know, we did it on the road in some cases, which no coach has ever done before. Auburn and Florida on the road, a win. Uh, that just, you know, that has never happened before. So I, I feel like this game was just a huge missed opportunity just to, you know, uh, I don't know, just, uh, I guess, maximize their potential, right? Because uh, I I would not have expected us to play for a, a title game this year, but it's it's weird to think that we could have been if we just won this game. I don't know if an ugly win still would have helped. I mean, we we wouldn't have had the loss, right? Like if we'd have just handled Georgia this upcoming week, um, all signs were pointing that LSU probably could have been in the playoffs, which we had no business being in. You know, as of our bowl game, basically. Um, but it's amazing what we've did. So I'm like, I don't really care what happens in the SEC championship game because if we win, you know, we're not making the playoffs. We'll have a pretty good bowl game. Uh, but if we lose, you know, it's like, it's like we're kind of where we thought we might be. And you know, I know we could have we could have achieved more. Like we, you know, we shouldn't have lost to FSU. We shouldn't have lost to A and M. But you know, that's, that's always easy to say after the fact. I don't know, man. I think this AM game, though, uh, overall, I just think AM wanted it more. They they aren't playing in the postseason. They they wanted to ruin things for us because that's all they could play for, right? Other than pride. Uh, I mean, they you know they do have some talent. Um, and I don't know. Um, I, I think if you'd have just handed the note to to Matt House earlier in the week that just said they're gonna run it, and then they're gonna run it some more. They still probably couldn't have stopped them. It just A and M just had it. They wanted it more, and they just they ran at will. And LSU couldn't tackle 
uh, their their running back number six, um, who basically who had you know another guy's another one of those guys that has a, a basically a career game against LSU because they just I don't know they weren't really up for it. I mean, you could break down the X's and O's on why A and M was able to do that, but I don't know, Tommy. It's not going to really do anything for me because I feel like it was an an effort thing, right? It's like if if you if you saw the A and M game as just like a leap to the SEC title game where you could be playing for a playoff spot. I don't know. You think that would motivate you, but it didn't. Maybe they were looking forward. Maybe they just didn't care because they already won the division. Either way, I don't know. I, I just feel like it was a, a a missed opportunity, but still on an overachieving season. How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, I think you're right. I, I It's definitely a missed opportunity. I, I, the reason, and like I said, I'm a little bit zen on it. The reason I'm I'm not as like heated as you might as as I as I would have even thought. It, when you look back, and I mean, yeah, we can kind of we can really put a bow on this season, especially or specifically the regular season. You know, this team. I, I'm sorry, this team has no business being SEC West champions. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's not. I don't mean to mean to just to downplay what they've done or take away the success, but if you would have told, you know, if I think, I think if, if I gave you a, uh, you know, blank resumes of the two teams playing in the final game at LSU, give them, I give you records, um, you know, uh, statistics and one's an sec West champion going to play Georgia in the, uh, in the sec championship the next week. And the other is, is, you know, maybe the worst, the worst team in the West. Um, I think we, I think all of us are probably in this beginning of the season, I think, or, or even, you know, it's July we're in a preseason. I think all of us are hanging our heads because we're like, Oh, it's another bad year because nobody would have expected this. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a missed opportunity, but I I just can't be, I can't be that mad because I feel like, you know what, like we're, we're playing with house money the whole time. We probably like, AM, they have what you know, they now they've been terrible this year. I mean, we all know it. We if you watch them, they've been terrible, but they do have, you know, allegedly the greatest recruiting class of all time. They have a lot of talent. I think they probably have more talent on on paper on the roster than we do, just because we lost so much of it. You know what I mean? Like we we whether it was the draft or whether it was transfers and and opt-outs and everything over the past three years. Um, you know, Brian Kelly is, we're, we are a rebuild job and he's been able, I mean, the, the incredible thing is that while, you know, most people were gearing up for a full rebuild, this might get ugly, you know, Hey, let's look towards year three for Brian Kelly. I mean, he's really, he was one game or, you know, maybe one to two games away from a playoff berth. I, I I'm perfectly fine with that. I understand, um, that we have a, it's weird to say we don't have a young team like as far as uh, personnel goes. We have a lot of juniors. We have a lot of seniors. We have a lot of transfers. But we have a young team in that like they haven't played. You know, this is this is the, still the first couple of games that these teams that these people are playing together. And I mean, any any LSU fan for the most from, from past recent years will remember that um, Burrow said, you know, he was like that that UCF bowl game that I played in 2018 was the first time that I really got to know my receivers because by the time that I came in, it was fall camp and we were, you know, I wasn't getting, I wasn't able to just get to know people. I, it was installed. It was, what are we going to do against in week one? And so I think a lot of that relates to this team and that there's so many pieces that we picked up toward, you know, Noah Kane who started most of the, most of the game for uh, uh running back for us against AM. I mean, he got here in what August, he wasn't even here for spring. He wasn't here for most of the most of the summer, I don't think, because he had to do academics at Penn State or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just think that, uh, and I mean, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I just think that there's a lot. Um, we probably shouldn't have been in. We, we we shouldn't be in the position we're in right now. And so, I'm just going to take what we got and 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 be happy about it. Yeah, that's a good perspective on a lot of the positives I think about this game and the season. It's a a bit of a bitter dessert after obviously an overachieving season overall. 
Um, it's in some ways a little bit reflective of what happened last year when we were like four and five and we scraped out two wins at the very end. The last one being against A&M at home, uh, kind of Max Johnson's like send off like the best game he ever played. Um, to, and that was like an awesome game to, to be there and win. That was and like, great wow, game to be at. that was like, wow, this season sucked, but we won a nice game at the end and we're moving on. This one's kind of the opposite. So like, wow, this is a great season, but I really wish we could have taken that one at the end yeah. uh, and kept on going. But yeah, overall, you um you take what you can get. Three losses um is better than what any of us expected. One of them by one point. Uh, although what you're you're saying, Tommy, about LSU not really we're kind of overachieving to be in this position. Uh, I agree with because um in eight SEC games, our total point margin was plus sixteen, which means on average we won by two points a game. So we were cl- kind of clutching out the close ones. I mean, obviously Alabama by one point, Arkansas by three. We had tight ones with Mississippi State and Auburn, and we won all those. Um, I mean, either any of those games flip the other way, and you're looking at maybe a four and four SEC record, and now it's like a seven and five season instead of nine and three. So you got to give Brian Kelly and the team props for for doing the best to to fight off a, a difficult schedule uh, and come out with a nine and three record and obviously a SEC West Division Championship. We got Georgia in the headlights now, um, which is a a daunting task after getting kind of manhandled by Texas A and M. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I mean we'll get we'll see what happens whether the Tigers give up or they they push on and at least give the Bulldogs a fight, which is, I'm sure, what we want here. But, yeah, you, you mentioned it at the beginning, Scott. A&M's run game just dominated us. Devin A. Chain had, like, 200 yards. Yeah, 215 yards and two touchdowns. Couldn't stop him at all. Uh, we had mentioned on last week's podcast, like, A&M had all kind of the the intangibles in their favor, for the most part. They having nothing to lose in LSU, a national championship possibly on the line. But I didn't really see it going this poorly. I wish we could have seen a little bit more effort uh, out of the players and uh, a little bit more execution, tackling pretty horrid uh, defense, which we had given Matt House a lot of props over the season, um, didn't hold up. And yeah, a few critical mistakes like Jaden Daniels fumbling for the scoop and score that swung momentum a lot. Uh, so there'll be things to work on and, and we'll see what happens next week and rant. Yeah, I, I feel like that scoop and score, like right when that happened, I go, damn it, this game's not happening for us. I mean, there was still plenty of time after that, but you could just tell the, the Tigers were not in it. Uh, you could say that's on them. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they were looking forward. Maybe they didn't take AM seriously because they were awful until you know they face us, which happens for teams sometimes. Uh, but the thing is, is we couldn't keep up and we couldn't adjust. Uh, you know, nothing like nothing we did. We, I mean, you have to tackle the, the coaches can try and adjust against a running game, but you still got to tackle the guy. We just, we couldn't tackle him and he just kept going. That opened up the, the passing game, made Connor Weakman look like Kellen Mond out there. Um, so I'm wondering last question about this because then we can, I don't know, try and make sense of what, what the SEC championship game means to us. Um, because I feel like the Tigers will be, better prepared for that. Like we'll see a better game from them against Georgia, hopefully than we did against a and I'm not saying that they'll, you know, they'll win because of that effort, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like this team's played up on good games, except for Tennessee and they've played down to other teams. Um, <clears throat> do you think that like this would fall more on the coaches or the, I don't know. Do you think like the, like would it give you any, cause for concern of how this this AM game i don't know like how the team a just walked into the game how they responded and how they adjusted and how they finished because i don't know it's like they they just they couldn't stop getting out of their own way they couldn't uh they couldn't get anything going which we've seen in other times this season which i don't know you could say they were outmatched but some of these games i don't think they're outmatched like i don't think out a&m outmatches us so do you think that's more on the coaches? I, I think it's it's more on the players. I mean, you obviously game plan for your opponent, uh, and our game plan in stopping AM's run heavy offense was not good, but the execution at the end of the day, I think, 
was really kind of what killed us. Like you had multiple times where a chain, he would have like a bounce cut for two yards, slips an arm tackle, and then he's off for 12 yards. And so you could have had a critical stop on third down or second down, putting him at 30 long and forcing Connor Wegman to throw. Uh, but then you're LSU's behind the sticks on defense. And it was just kind of one thing after another. Um, and then on offense, we had a little bit of lack of rhythm as well. The offense did okay. I mean, John Emery, three touchdowns. Jaden Daniels did some nice things as well. Uh, but it wasn't like a, an all-out kind of machine like we had seen in some some prior games where uh, we were kind of multi-versatile in terms of threats. We were one-dimensional, and a and was not. Yeah, I just got this sense that you know, we, it's like, if we'd have lost that Bama game, I, f- I still feel like everyone would have felt good because again, we didn't think we would do that, but we won. Same with that FSU game. That one was, I don't know. I felt like we finally came on in the end and we had a chance to tie it and we just couldn't quite do it. But this one, I don't know. It's like, if it's like, if they just played a good game and A&M outmatched us, that'd be one thing, but they just, I don't know. They came out flat again. I don't think they will against Georgia for whatever reason. It's a different game, but I don't know, Tommy. Do you do you think it's just a ah, it's just a one off thing, or just maybe something to keep an eye out for? I think that I think it goes back to my goes back to my kind of you know whole idea about this game is like I think that we're a good team, not a great team. I think that you know there's a reason why great teams are you know like the the 19 team was a great team. We we all know that. We've talked about it. We beat it, you know, I think every LSU person has beat it to, to death, but and we will um, continue to do so. And we will, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to stop. But um the, that was a team where I mean, I remember the the old Miss game, that's probably the worst game we played all season, and we still came out and won and it and it was, you know, it was not close. Like it didn't come out the last play. We didn't, we weren't trailing and like, Oh, we had to pull it out. But like, that was what that, and that's what great teams do. Um, we are a good team, not a great team. I don't, I, you know, I don't really think that, I think it's accurate that, that they put us at five, I think out of respect for our win, but you know, gun to my head, do I think that we're the number five team, you know, the, the number five best football team in the country? I don't think so. And so, I think that it, I think that it shows um, our performance gets seen in. It's like, it, it's, we had a bad day. They had, they had the bet. We, had, you know, we ran into them. They had the best day of their, their whole season. We had probably, you know, one of the worst days of our season, bad, you know, and, and, and I think it also shows that, you know, we, um, we weren't able to respond or, or adjust as well. I don't know, you know, I, I'm not going to um, necessarily blame that on, are on the coaches as a whole in the same, because or I think it's a little too early to say that because, uh, you know, last year it was all about adjustments. Oh, like coach. O can't make adjustments. We are, we come out there. We, we struggle in the first half. We come out after halftime and nothing changes and it, it actually gets worse. Um, we haven't seen that this season. We've seen them be able to make adjustments and, and do a lot. So I'm going to give, you know, Matt house and, and, um, Brian Kelly and and Mike Denbrock the benefit of the doubt. I think I think everyone had a bad game. It happens. Again, we're not a, we're not elite. Um, we're not elite yet. And I, I and also I will say this. I, I really think that the uh, the lack of Josh Williams on the field hurt us a lot. I mean, hurt. I think that that showed that that not having him showed how important it is to have him. That's because, a good point. I mean. And, and 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 it goes back to I think it goes back to pass protection. Um, he in when you have him in the backfield, you know he's not just a an offensive threat. He's also a a he can help with pass protection, and that's something that um, defenses have to account for because he can you know he might end up he might end up taking on a block, or he might be off you know running off with the ball, or he might be running a route. Um, John Emery and, and Noah Kane, although they did, you know, they did a decent job. Um, they're not, it's just like Clyde. They're not like, they're, they're not that full package. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they might have more talent. Like, you know, Emery is, is clearly like the faster, you know, the more speedy shifty back or Noah Kane might be bigger and more, uh, more aggressive or more, or not necessarily aggressive, but more powerful. But 
it doesn't seem like I think Josh Williams is the one that can do it all and not having him. I, I think it's a different game if we have him. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't know that maybe, I don't know. I, I, I struggle to say that we, you know, that the, the outcome would have been different. I mean, I, I think it would have definitely been different, maybe closer. Maybe LSU would have not been in a rut, you know, with Josh Williams. And like, we, if we go up for seven, 10, nothing, I don't know, maybe it's a different game, but Brian Kelly said he should be back for the SEC title game. Um, and against but what he was saying about John Emery, I mean, he had, you know, three touchdowns. He did have a fumble, but it's like our, that's like one of the positions where we're just kind of thin at. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and like you say, Noah Kane and, and Emery were there. We, we don't really have much behind that. It's like John Emery knows you're not supposed to fumble. I mean, you can't, you probably can't tell him more. We, we need you to not drop the football. Like I, <laughs> that, that should be given. But the flip side of that is, you know, you, you can't just leave him on a shelf. Those are Brian Kelly's words. Like, we're, we're not going to put him on a shelf. The guy's got a unique talent. And, you know, we're, we're thin at the position. So what are we going to do, just not run the ball? No. We, we use it in our offense. So uh, I, I think it'll look different with Josh Williams. But I don't know. Um, I, I feel like LSU maybe has a chance just because Georgia has seemed susceptible in certain games where they maybe shouldn't, right? Like Missouri or uh, like Georgia Tech was playing close for, I think, a half this past weekend. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I, I think, but, you know, every test Georgia's faced, they, you know, they've stayed steady. You know, they, they didn't deviate at all. They, they're the only ones that really, dot, well, South Carolina dominated Tennessee, but Georgia, Georgia kind of did it first and just knocked all the wind out of their sails. So it could just be another ho-hum game for Georgia and they beat us by like, I don't know, 12 points. It doesn't look fascinating, but then like, you're still going to put them number one. Like Georgia's the number one team. It'll probably be so tomorrow. I thought it was great. Like LSU made heads explode last week when they were ranked number five. I also didn't think we were, but you know what? We've been a two loss team, made the playoff, you know, the BCS back then. And we were the right team. We beat Ohio state by double digits. So and we weren't even the number one ranked team. So I feel like anything's possible, but Georgia, do you think that we actually have a chance in this game? Like Daniel said, we could play spoiler like AM was to us, where we're really just winning to win the game because that's that's all we have left for at this point is an SEC title. We're not going any further. We're playing a bowl game, playing a pretty decent bowl game if we win. But um I don't know, do you think uh Georgia would some like I know Georgia would come into this maybe not flat-footed, but it's like they know that if they lose a close game, they're probably still in the playoff, right? Yeah, yeah. it's hard to to pinpoint the exact things you could say, like, all right, we correct this and we have a chance at toppling Georgia. Right. Uh, it's kind of just like we got to do everything at our very best. There's not much margin for error here. Um, Georgia, they're probably, I mean, they're undefeated, but I would say, like you mentioned, Scott, they're not the best they've ever been. Maybe worse than last year's team with one loss uh, who actually did, who did lose to Bama in the SEC championship and then went on to win the national championship. Uh, a repeat situation, not out of the picture where LSU beating them. They still go to the playoff and, and win it all. Uh, but it, it's going to be tough. We, we need to be at, at full force. Um, no drop passes, which we've seen uh, no missed tackles. And I think, keeping it within two touchdowns is a bit of a win. Uh, I think Vegas has Georgia favored by like 18 points right now, which is pretty crazy for an sec championship, but not unwarranted when we just got kind of drubbed by four and seven a and M and you're playing against the number one team in the country. So I think we have a fighting chance, but we're gonna have to come out hot. We can't get behind and be grinding against Georgia's ground game uh, in their rush attack, which will keep you on your heels the whole time. If Jaden Daniels can put seven on the board in the first like seven or eight minutes of the game, then we got a chance. But I think we, if we stumble at the, at the outset, there's not much coming back. So uh, as LSU Homer, I predict LSU losing by like 10 points, but I think even that is a, a bit on the, um hopeful side yeah um i i mean i i actually disagree a little bit daniel i actually think this georgia team might be better than last year's georgia team they definitely are offensively um 
I mean, I think that they're like Stetson Bennett's actually a, a quarterback now. I mean, he's, That's he's, true. he's been throwing really well. You know, they, they've given him a lot more command of the offense. Um, he's kind of got, he's playing with a little swagger. He's not the, you know, Oh, I'm the backup and I was not going to play. And then JT Daniels got injured. You know, he's like, you know, he's the guy, he's the guy who brought home the national championship to Athens after 30 years and, uh, or 40 years. And so he's, you know, he is the guy and, uh, I, I, what is the, they've got the, uh, Brock, um, Bowers. Brock Bowers, you know, he's the the all-world tight end um who is you know been incredible this year. I I, th- I feel like Georgia probably beats us. I think they cover um but again, I'm zen about it. It's fine. <laughs> like I think we're going to lose. I think I think it might get a little ugly. Um but we're like we're we we don't belong in this game right at this point i don't think like we have outperformed ourselves we've outperformed our ceiling it's great i'm excited about it and now we might need to go take our licks against the number one team in the country it's clearly the best team in the country i mean when you compare them to you know like the what ohio state uh you know was number two um going into their the michigan game when you watch them play um you know, when you watch USC or Clemson or any, I mean, Georgia is the number, they're the number one team in the country undisputed. I think, and I think it's going to show. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think we lose. I think it's, you know, maybe I think we might lose like 45 to 45, 17, um, 45, 21, maybe three, you know, three mm-hmm. touchdowns. I think you're right, Daniel. If, if, if Jaden Daniels has a big night and and we can get him working and, and maybe, you know, we can force a turnover or two, uh, I think you'll need a lot from, from uh, uh, Perkins. Um, uh, but I, I just don't think it's there for us today. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, but not right now. Right. Uh, I'll go with that. I'll say 30-16 to Georgia. But they'll get most of their like they'll go up big and we'll just you know we'll get two touchdowns in the you know in the second half or one in the first one in the second something like that. I don't know. I feel like if if LSU plays mistake free, kind of like in the Bama game, if they played mistake free, you know maybe we can go back and forth. But that's that's if our offense is you know humming like it was against Bama and not just three and out for like the first four drives. Like if we can't move the ball in the first or second drive, I'm going to be a little worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know if we win this game, I feel like we'd be in the sugar bowl or maybe the cotton. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> there's a lot of talk of LSU playing Tulane, no matter what. Yeah. I don't know if it can happen now, just kind of the way it's turned out. Well, obviously Tulane would have to win theirs and LSU would probably have to beat Georgia to make it. So that's a two tall orders. Um, Wait, I think we're kind of Tulane playing LSU in which bowl? Cotton, I think. Cotton. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'd say uh, if you guys want to toss out any predictions, cause they'll, they're going to decide everything like Sunday, right? Like, yeah. Very right. soon after. Yeah. So um, after they decide, I mean, I think the not the consensus, but a pretty strong prediction by some people right now is that LSU loses to Georgia, which is the probable outcome. And then we play like in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, which we've played in multiple times before. Yeah, I was uh, say an LSU Citrus Bowl is like how many? It's times? not exactly setting the fan base on fire or anything, but it's a respectable outcome. So it's like um, the sh- it's like the Orange Bowl, just a little bit lesser. <laughs> <laughs> other citrus fruits yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there a prediction they on that prediction i saw it too but i didn't see did they say who we might play there's i mean i think the tie-in there is big 10 so it'd be like purdue possibly as a oh yeah big 10 runner-up or penn state maybe if they get uh snubbed from the uh Rose from the New York six or something so maybe hmm I, I still want to uh, – I'd be happy if we played K-State again because 
Uh, One thing of note is I would like to get 10 uh, in the, in the win column this year. Yeah. And since it probably won't come against Georgia, like I'm, I'm not against playing someone who we can beat like in the bowl game. Yeah. Uh, I was like, that's true. I, I don't need Ohio state or something. And to just get shut down in three back to back to back games at the end of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I think Brian Kelly is probably the same way too, being that he was a 10 and 11 win machine at uh, Notre Dame. That would be, I mean, 10 and, four if we lose to georgia that's a quality season you can you can build a lot on that that's a that's a standard less miles season that's a season that got him an extension you know what i mean like <laughs> 10 and four? i was thinking about this after the game he didn't lose to a&m did he hey miles yeah no he didn't see he always has that that's true no one although he only played a&m like what three times oh i thought it was uh, I guess you're right. We well, I thought it was like we had won seven in a row before. Before no, it was because uh, Johnny Manziel was around in like 2012, wasn't he? Yeah, we beat. I think we beat Manziel. Uh, Manziel's mm-hmm. freshman year wasn't the first year that they were in the SEC, right? Yeah, well, Richard freshman year, yeah. So that's why I thought as LSU had won like seven in a row, and then uh, what's his name, Orgeron. I guess it would have been around the same time. I guess it was seven in a row. Yeah, we'd we'd beat them seven in a row. Okay, so we lost in so no, no wait that that might, be, that might have been no. That, I remember it included a bowl game. We played. Them oh, okay, game. that's what that's it is. what I'm thinking of. Because <clears throat> because I was like, we lost in 2018. Seven years before that would not have like we they right. were not in the yeah, SEC yeah, yeah. in 2011. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so anyway. Um, I think. Uh, oh, and that bowl game that you're talking about is the one where Tyron Matthew had his coming out party, the Cotton Bowl. Remember that? Yeah. And that was yeah. like when he like had a pick, and he was a true freshman. And people were like, "Oh, Patrick Peterson's good, but who is this guy?" Yeah, right. That was awesome. Um, so, I don't know. I'd say, uh, yeah. I mean, we're just happy to be in a bowl game. It'd be great to win to get that tenth win. Cause I mean, nobody saw that coming, but, um, looking around, like I was kind of surprised that not that a Michigan won, but they, they just kind of ran away with it in the second half and Ohio state couldn't do anything. They, they were giving them points basically. Um, same with, uh, who was it? I kind of knew Clemson was going to lose, right? Like it was amazing what, what, uh, Shane Beamer's done at South Carolina, not only did he just knock off two teams, he did two top ten back to back, first time for South Carolina's history. And he did; he's already matched his dad. I think that win against um, the win against Tennessee already put him on level with his dad as far as wins against a top five team. That's cool. Yeah, I like him. I like the energy he's brought to South Carolina. I like the. Uh, I mean, he's you know he's young. He's he looks like he's having fun. I, I like watching. I like watching them play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they look like they're having fun, too. Yeah. Um, so with that, I would say Georgia will be one, probably Michigan, two. Then you'll have TCU, right, unless something crazy happens in the Big 12 title game. And then that last one, it could have been anybody's spot, but now I think it'll probably go to USC. They win. Yeah, and the uh, the media's happy oh, about they, that, I'm yeah, sure. No doubt he, it's going to them. They their dream right now is to have TCU somehow get like blown out in the big 12 championships. They can drop them and back Alabama into the playoff. Um, Why not Ohio state? Or one of the two. Yeah. You got, yeah. you got two options there. They're like, get, get TCU out of here. I mean, um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind having, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing like Bama and, and USC play. Yeah. But, um, it's the committee's job is going to be pretty easy if it kind of goes to chalk and you'll have three undefeated teams plus a one loss conference champion USC. When we were discussing a whole lot of chaos very recently, obviously that can still happen and LSU can beat Georgia, et cetera. But even the, at that point, those teams will still be one loss and there's not really anybody to replace them. Uh, so you're kind of in almost no matter what, but yeah, it was a pretty crazy weekend. Michigan. I did not see that coming over Ohio state. Um, they played well. Uh, JJ McCarthy threw three big touchdown passes, and that's all they needed to win. So, what about how again, they? What about how, like, their uh, like McNamara 
It's like nowhere yeah. to be found. And he's already entered the transfer, transfer portal. portal. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying McNamara to Bama already for next year. Ooh. So that uh, could be one to, to watch out for considering Bryce Young is off to the draft. And they don't look deep in yeah, you're right. And, and Bama doesn't look deep in the in the quarterback position. That the Mulrow guy or what what is it? Yeah, Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow. He's, he's serviceable, but not uh, Bama level. No. Hmm. But um, I, I can see Michigan, yeah, going to the playoff again this year, winning a game and then getting stomped by Georgia in the finals, like almost a, a repeat. Yeah. Or or who Howard will play out, they'll like whoever is for, let's say it's USC, they'd have to play Georgia, right? And then Michigan would probably play TCU. Yeah. If everything holds. Mm-hmm. Tommy, you kind of got your wish with Clemson going down, so you don't really have to be scared of them sneaking in. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they, they went down the week before that, right? Like they were out. Well, with yeah, the, but with like they loss. were still kind of technically alive. It's like I guess yeah, I guess they were alive as a one loss ACC champion, but yeah. So was North Carolina. North Carolina lost two in a row too. Otherwise they might've snuck in there. Who knows? Um, definitely. You can see why the committee wanted to expand the playoff and why people will probably embrace it because this is too, everyone's so worried about a two loss team getting in over a five and one team, even though the wins are different. USC doesn't, you know, they don't necessarily play defense the way the rest of the college football world does at all. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like if there's if it was what six or eight teams, there wouldn't be any worried about this. You know, they'd put LSU at six or eight, and USC can be ahead of them. It doesn't matter. And then I don't know. I still think people would. They were. I I think it would just expand to like whoever's the twelfth team. Would be like, are you kidding me? We if it was a twelve team playoff, we'd be in there. I'm just. I'm not. I don't know. Like I saw. I saw a tweet from Josh Pate who I really really like um, in the college football world. And he said uh, to all something like to all the people who are saying, well, if, you know, if we had a playoff, this wouldn't be an issue. If we had, you know, eight teams or 10 teams or 16 teams, this wouldn't be an issue. He's like, we do have a playoff. It's called November. Like we just watched it all. Like this was the playoff. I kind of, I kind of buy that because like for Michigan and for Michigan and Ohio state, this was their play in game. I got a sad reality. Did it turn out that we were the pretenders in November? (laughs) Oh no, Daniel. That got me so when, when he said that, I was like, I like this. And so uh, we thought we sense. were contenders, but then Jimbo showed up. <laughs> what, about, what about Jimbo and his like puffy coat? Was it that cold there? I think it was I in the fifties. But man, that crowd shut out, didn't they? We did say that was gonna happen. Like this was the Aggies going all out. Like they're not against UMass. They they had the yell leaders and the and they were thumbs upping the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Scott, I had me and Daniel actually watched the game together because we were both home for uh, for Thanksgiving. And I had a I had a take that I think is kind of sad, and I think you'll agree with this. I think that we're getting to the point where, like, in I don't know, ten years, LSU fans are going to grow up being like, "Man, our number one rival of A and M. We've had we have such a great tradition with them. It's gone back and forth. Like you know what I mean? Like like you mentioned when when we beat them like every year, it wasn't a rivalry. But the more we lose, the more it goes back and forth. The more A and M kind of like pretends that this is a thing. I mean, college kids like they're gonna like the kids who kids who are in who are fifth graders right now when they get to college they go to lsu they're gonna be like oh man i can't wait for the a&m game it's the biggest game of the year <laughs> right uh yeah they're gonna like so what why didn't this one have a a name or a trophy you got all these other teams with like arkansas and all miss there's a trophy with a plaque on it it's like where's the a&m trophy like no there's not one well because you see because espn created this created this rivalry for ratings <laughs> Yeah, they they took away our Thanksgiving game and they decided it, it should be AM. Yeah. Basically. Anywho, uh what else, guys? Um Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Yeah, that's big. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. That's Matt Rule to Nebraska. Nebraska. Indeed. That's gonna be good for them. So do you did you buy any of the Kiffin to Auburn rumors? I I didn't really. I was in. I thought he was going there. I thought he was going to be out like immediately following the game. Like there was going to be a tweet coming out after the Egg Bowl that they lost that he was like, I've accepted the job at Auburn, but it didn't happen. So I guess he he got paid by Ole Miss. So 
Good on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, what do you think about Freeze at Auburn? I don't know. I think it's an interesting hire because, you know, he would have a shot at redemption. He's been coaching at a religious university, so you got to think he's been paying his dues, paying his res- uh, his penance. But I think it's interesting because the Auburn wants to go after a big name. A lot of people say they should just hire Cadillac Williams. Like he, he got these, like these players played for him. Hmm. I don't think that would be a long-term solution. Um, but I think it'd be like an O solution. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like, well, I think there's a reason people haven't gone after Hugh freeze again, right? It's been long enough. I don't know. I think he's out. I think he's out within three years at Auburn. Really? Yeah. Like, he's he's won in the past but he hasn't exactly dominated and auburn is is in a tough spot right now like they've got some pieces there but like the pipeline doesn't seem like it's flowing to the plains right now in terms of talent uh and it's going to take who knows how long to build that brand back up They, they they got a chance for success they got obviously a recruiting hotbed in alabama but they got a lot of competition and I just don't see them rising to the upper crust of the SEC, which is what the Alabama boosters basically demand of their head coaches. Well, l- hey, let me let me be a let me make the case for Hugh Freeze. And I wonder if this is kind of the, the thinking. Hugh Freeze did really well by paying players under the table to play for his school. Well, now that's and he got caught, and then he couldn't. He had to go away, and it costs his it costs his program everything. And there's you know they just now pulled themselves out of it. But guess what? That's legal now. So if we can keep Hugh Freeze off the hookers, but he can pay the players legally, maybe they think that's a recipe for winning on the plates. What do you think about that? I think it's a possibility. Um, you know, there's there's not really much in Auburn. I don't know. I mean, that's no. Some people are going to notice. You know, if you're bringing in dimes to Auburn, <laughs> uh, in in pencil pencil dresses, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's possible. Um, I agree with you, though. I think probably three years. It's like he, you know, whatever he does in year one, they're going to think, all right, we're looking good, or eh, it's a rebuild year, right? They'll they'll they'll, they'll justify it, but. Uh, I just like whatever he had before he had to leave Ole Miss. Like, I don't know. You don't know if he can get that again. Maybe, but it, like, is, it is weird. Cause I mean, like Ole Miss was by no means like a powerhouse when he was there. They were now they were a top four team, I think. Right. It was that the year when, when they played, uh, when it was number, was it number one, Mississippi state versus number four Ole Miss? No, it was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, like, you know, and that was his team. And of course there was Laramie Tunsil stuff and Robert Kimdichie, the biggest recruit ever that they pulled from Clemson. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think we beat them. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were the Alabama of, of, you know, the right. of 2014. No, and they so, beat Alabama twice, right? Like two years in a row. Yeah. With like what Chad Kelly and Bo Wallace. Yep. Kind of like yuck, but anyways, um, I just think that uh, I do wonder what he can do. I, I I guess it's an improvement from Brian Harson. Um, it's so weird. I mean, when Harson was hired, I was like, okay, cool, like this makes sense. Like you know, he had success at Boise State. Let's let's see if Auburn buys in. I mean, they never bought in. Like from day one, I have a lot of I've got like contacts in, in Auburn. No, I, I I can't tell you the single Auburn person who was like I'm a huge Harson guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we right? still have we still have O apologists at this point who were like, oh, you know what, O, o got wrong. He would have done better. But I don't know if there's any Harson apologists left. No, there weren't any to begin with. It's yeah. you would like a they're all left in Boise. Boise. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Ole Miss quarterbacks, though, I, I saw a name this weekend, and I know Tommy, he, he's, he was one of your favorites, John Rice Plumley. Oh, yeah. Or, or, yeah, he ended up at uh, UCF. UCF. And I think mm-hmm. they're playing Tulane. Yeah, he's coming to, to rematch my Tulane Green Wave this week because UCF played at Tulane two weeks ago and beat him by three points. Uh, and then UCF finally exercised the demons and won their first game against a top 25 opponent in 62 tries. Um, but so they got the rematch against UCF for all the, uh, the group of five marbles here. So hopefully they can pull it out, but yeah, J.R. Plumley, Ole Miss alum 
put on a good performance against LSU, against LSU in 2019, which is pretty crazy to think about that far back, and he's still out here kicking it. Um, so making the most of his career. Yeah, yeah exactly. With uh, with Gus, he's on the Gus bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of, I forgot about this earlier. Just had to mention it, man. I was hoping we would have, you know, taken care of business against AM because we still haven't seen Garrett Nussmeyer since, God, what, like September maybe? I don't know if we've seen him in a game since. Well, we saw him this past weekend because uh, Jaden Daniels got hurt. But oh well, missed missed opportunity. But I, I'm um, telling you, I, I, the more and more I the more and more I think about it, and the more and more I see him in that orange orange penny on the sidelines with the hat on backwards. <laughs> the more and more I see him in the transfer portal. Right. I think he's gone. Um, I think I think I don't know if he makes it to the bowl game. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely off. And maybe he's like totally committed to the process. But it's a, it's crowded. It's getting it's getting more and more crowded. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure is. Um, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll we'll deal with that when it comes. I did want to mention um, in the midst of all this, you know, Thanksgiving and our bowl game against AM and and the rest of college football, uh, LSU Tigers were playing uh, basketball in the Cayman Islands Classic. There was that one, and then there's the one that all the traditionally good schools go to out in Maui. Uh, there was a tournament there as well. Then I think there's one in the Bahamas too, but anyway, she's preseason tournaments. Uh, LSU won pretty handily against Illinois state. Then they had a, uh, a closer game against Akron, um, but they, uh, they, they won and they played in the finals lost to Kansas state. I just, they just came out of nowhere again. So now they have that for, uh, for themselves too. they, they get to mention that they beat us in football and basketball in the post in the same season. Um, but the game kind of ended on a little bit of a fluke. It was it was 59, no, it was 61, 59. LSU had the ball and they drove down. I think there was like four or five seconds on the clock. The clock operator didn't start it exactly as the ball was put in play. LSU goes down, scores, buzzer, tie game. We're heading to overtime. No, let's check the replay. The clock didn't start. And I guess because of their rules, they just, all right, well, we're not going to redo it. Uh, sorry, LSU loses, Kansas State wins. And that's how they end the game. It just, <laughs> it's just bizarre to me. It's like, why not just replay the four seconds? Uh-huh. Yeah, they basically <laughs> cancel out the time at the end that would have been in play if they had started at the wrong time, which unfortunately for LSU was basically the last second of the game. And so, yeah, that's a strange rule. You would think they would go back to kind of the, like the last agreed upon time, but it's not. And so we uh, we we dropped to Kansas State, who they were rubbing it in LSU basketball's face on Twitter, uh, saying that they own our program, basically, which is kind of sad. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's why I want to play. Yeah, when, when when you're owned by Kansas State, that's never a good sign. <laughs> I mean, like if we, I think if I think it might be a little bit different if we played them in football right now. Uh, we'll see they're in a yeah. SEC, well we're both in our own conference championships they've got the undefeated horn frogs and we got the undefeated bulldogs hmm. Hmm. it's hmm. possible maybe we uh, are maybe we are similar yeah maybe we are but hey i'll i'd like to see their baseball team in omaha that's true yeah because i think ours is going to be there <clears throat> but anywho i uh, just had to mention that um, cause man, the Tigers actually could have come away with that. Uh, I mean, then they won the next game against Wofford, although, oof, um, probably shouldn't have been as close as it was, <laughs> you know, cause these are still, uh, teams you should be kind of like working some kinks out against. Uh, but they have one more against UT Arlington at the PMAC this Friday. Go if you can. Uh, then after that, it starts another one of those, well, it's called the holiday hoops giving It'll be here in Atlanta, actually. That's cool. Um, yeah, well, they're playing Wake Forest. And then, you know, after that, starts everything uh, a couple or you know, a few games back at the PMAC, and then SEC play starts. And we'll see really what this team is made of. But, I mean, if if they continue on as they have, and they win up until that starts, you know, it's kind of like how they were starting last year, right? LSU came out of the gates, uh, and they just then they kind of, you know, started taking hits as they entered the SEC schedule. So I don't know, could be the same this year or Matt McMahon could have his team uh, and all his starters figured out by then. But uh, I mean, Ace Wolf looks good. 
you know, we're getting wins, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys had anything else on that, but not really. It's hard to to know all the LSU players at this point because we got so many different guys. Like I, I watched the game for five seconds. I'm like, who are all these people? Uh, Mawani Wilkinson's about the only one I recognize, and he's not doing too much. And Adam Miller's playing really well. Obviously, he was on the team last year, but sideline with an injury. So I'm I'm proud of him for getting back on there and actually playing well uh, and not letting his uh, his time at LSU kind of go to waste. So yeah, there's there's potential for success there but i wouldn't say we're elite at this point just need time for the players to to mesh with each other and with uh mabbit man's scheme so i will be excited for that to to get going once we finish up this football season here in a few weeks indeed uh and having said that uh i don't know i think that's that's about all i had do you guys have anything else i think that's it just enjoy the sec championship yeah for for whatever it's worth right um, maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll look good losing. Who knows? But either way, we will definitely have it for you here next week on Talking Tigs, along with, uh, probably where the Tigers are going to be playing their ball game because everything else will have been shaken out by then. Everyone's going to know where they're playing and when. Uh, I imagine LSU will probably be in a, I don't know. You said New Year's Day is on a Sunday, so there are no, like, other games on Sunday or just not the playoff games? There's not a single college football game, I don't think. Yeah, that's great on on New Year's. That's just ridiculous. Uh, but I guess so. I don't know. I think LSU would play on what would have been the New Year's Day Bowl or, you know, some random like January 8th Thursday Bowl or something like that. But it should be interesting. Um, until then... Hope everyone has a good week. Uh, you get time to watch the SEC title game and all the other games as they uh, finish up the season and the conference championships and all that. So stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.